When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Forever. Dog. Sassy. Sit back, relax, and let the journey begin. To see the cards from today's episode, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sassy Tarot Pod. That's S A S S Y Tarot, like a regular tarot, T A R O T P O D. Sassy Tarot Pod. Sassy Tarot Pod. Welcome to Sassy Tarot. My name is Veronica Sorio, and what you're listening to is, of course, uh, Peter Mark Kendall. And in this episode, I'm so excited because, uh, well, first of all, I'm not in LA, I'm in New York. And so Peter's right next to me. He's not a digitally uh, made up image, <laughs> it's not a, a faraway connection, it's a direct connection. Uh, I'm really excited because. I've been here with my friends and I've been doing like uh, basically a tiny, tiny vacation, um, which gave me anxiety this morning because I have like literally two tarot decks, one Oracle tarot and then two Oracle decks. So I don't really, if you don't know what that means, that means I don't, I don't know. I have like 10 decks and then the day I feel like which ones I I'm gonna take with me and then I always have a deck with me so when I pack for a trip that's like 15 days long it's it's kind of like I had to like meditate on uh, truly what energies I really wanted to have near me for the next 15 days and it's like a big commitment because they are heavy <laughs> to like care lug around in a suitcase and I don't like putting them in my suitcase if I check it it's a whole thing. Um, 
It was funny. I was thinking, okay, so I'm first going to introduce my guest so we can have this conversation, but welcome to Sassy Tarot. I'm glad you guys are here. We're going to have a blast right now. So right here with me in studio in New York City. I'm excited. I just met her, but I'm like, I can't wait to talk to her about shit. Um, so it's Ruby McAllister, right? Mm-hmm. I'm saying it right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I butcher every single name, including mine. Um, so Ruby is a New York City comedian. She has a show called Ruby's World, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> At MX Gallery. Welcome. Hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah, you can participate already. Don't be afraid to just like jump in. Uh, you're the co-host of the podcast, So Fascinating. Which yes. I love that name. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you're an Instagram icon as well. I am. Yeah. So you can find her at, at Aspiring323Actress, which is <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Welcome here. Hi. I'm Hi. so excited to be here. This is amazing. I'm excited too, especially because uh, Joe says like you're a friend of the house, meaning a friend of Forever Dog. And... Um, You also, he introduced you to me as a third generation tarot reader. Yes. And so I, I have been eager to do this podcast with guests who actually do know the tarot so we can uh, maybe go deeper in certain conversations. I'm totally, I'm so, I'm, I'm a full blown tarot nerd. Great. Amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited about yeah. this because th- I feel like this gives me uh, a mental break. And also I, I've never, I think, uh, had a, a uh, nerdy conversation with another tarot person. Oh, really? Yeah, I oh know. Oh my god. It's crazy. I'm like a You have so much like energy and knowledge like pent up then. <laughs> yeah, I'm like let's talk about everything. Yeah. Everything. Oh my god. Um so I wanted to ask you about the third generation thing. Like what do you mean? What does that mean? Okay, so um it's a matriarchal lineage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm all in. Obsessed, okay. obsessed. already. Hashtag Shivers. Mm-hmm. Okay, women, women. Hashtag goddess. Hashtag okay. goddess. Hashtag women. Um, and Egypt. Yeah. Hashtag Egypt. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so my mom studied tarot, and I say tarot. I don't say tarot. That's okay. I'm so come from everyone, a different country, so I say everything different. Everyone says tarot, and everyone's like, "Oh, you say tarot," and I'm like, I, "Is this if I, do I sound like a fucking like annoying? Can I swear on that?" You right. can say anything. Obviously, okay, I'm obsessed. It's like not an NBC subsidiary or anything. We are not on CBS. I'm obsessed. The network. Um, no, I always say Tarot, and I'm like, oh my God, do I sound like affected? Like, do I sound like truly the worst person on the planet? But I don't, and whatever. You uh, don't. Uh, I follow a lot of YouTube readers, and uh, they are... Everyone comes from a different walk of life and uh-huh. has different age, gender, race, whatever. And there's like, I think a, a 25% of them calls them tarot. Right. So I see... More traditional th- people do it. More usually. traditional yeah. people do it. Yeah. Because um, that's what my mom says and that's what her grandmother said. And that's... My my grandmother didn't study tarot uh, because she was trying to be like American and not... And be like mainstream and not be a total freak. Um, Where from? Where like what do you she mean American? was from England. Okay, and that's my my whole matriarchal side is British. Uh, so and the Brit the Brits, lo and behold, them Brits, them Brits, <laughs> being the colonial assholes they are. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The top tier, like one percent of British people all know about like astrology and 
Egyptology and like Tarot and everything because it's like because the colonizers and the people that basically raped and pillaged all of these foreign countries were the one percent of the society. So they have all this occult knowledge. I freaking love that. Yeah. So the top tier one percent of British people all have occult knowledge just like in them. And my great grandmother was the daughter, unfortunately, of the colonizers of Australia. <laughs> Obsessed. I know. Like Super I can't I cool. can't I can't I yeah, I can't like I'm not gonna sit here and be like, I am not a full blown white person. I am. Um I am fully I mean, a, you also are a modern person, so it's okay. You didn't like do I that. Know. It's just there's so but it gets worse. Okay. Gets full. You worse. keep going. Um, keep so going. then my keep great going. grandmother, she <laughs> was born almost, she was born a hundred years and two weeks f- from me. Okay. She was born July 30th, 1892. I was born August 14th, 1992. We're both Leos. Yes. And also all of my matriarchal Shining. sign are all Leos with the exception of my mother. Okay, so that's what's a your mom? Capricorn, unfortunately. Ooh, upbeat, yeah, like really cold, cold, cold. cold, cold. Yeah, but wow. like for as long as we can not trace back, there's the same. No, not the same. Okay, for as long as we can trace back, it's all Leos, with the exception, literally, of my mother, which that's is so insane. Particular, yes, yeah. My matriarch. I have a strong matriarchal line, I guess. Uh, but n- there's no occult arts in any of them mm. uh, my grandma is the oldest of her generation my mom is the oldest of hers mine I am the oldest of oh, mine oh okay I feel like if I don't have a daughter it will be like the curse has started or something cause uh, it's been like maybe five generations of like the oldest of each family oh is wow like that female and it comes from the oldest it's like female. the strongest female yeah sort and of. we all look like uh weirdly like each other really um, <laughs> uh, but, but my witchy uh i guess i don't want to say psychic ever but uh my um psychic is a loaded word it's loaded sure. uh, my grandpa came from italy mm-hmm. uh from south of italy from a small town mm. and he knew this like uh, very specific one healing thing that you can do to people. You can basically like clear their energy yeah, yeah, with yeah. your hands. Mm-hmm. And the way he uh, knew it was very Catholic infused. Oh, of course. Which, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course. Um, Jesuit almost. Yes. Yeah. So in my family, the males are the healers. Interesting. Yeah. So he <sighs> gave it to my uncle and his son-in-law. And they both, re- like, he taught it to everyone in the family. And you're supposed to, like, if you remember how to do it, that one day that they teach it to you, you're the healer. So only two of my uncles, both males, remembered this thing. And then my uncle, who I had a gigantic spiritual experience with, big accident, whatever. Like, it, it was like we bonded. He was the uncle that I was scared of. And then eventually we fell off a motorcycle together. And then oh my God. he was like, no, I call him my twin. And before that, he taught me this healing thing. And I'm the only one of my cousins who remembered it. Okay. So I know how to do it. And I've been, like, healing people. So it's like, uh, I do believe that uh, you can learn tarot or like tarot or your occult knowledge without having anyone in your family who does any of it 
But there is a generational thing that happens. It's weird because also it's like, so my great grandmother, her name was Harriet Chafee Payne, <laughs> the most British. I love it. Horrifying name. I I'm obsessed love with her. It. She's amazing. Um, she was, she studied physics uh, and then went into metaphysics, actually. Um, and she was a doc, she had a doctorate and then became, she was one of, however 15 female scientists on the Manhattan Project um, which so I don't know about the Manhattan Project is she synthesized she was one of the scientists to help synthesize the nuclear bomb wow um, so so it's just <laughs> insane um, so yeah so but after that happened <laughs> sorry uh, yeah then, faces change in yeah, the studio I mean of course um, faces do change uh-huh. uh, so after that happened uh, she the face of the earth yeah and after the face of the earth changed yeah, yeah. <laughs> quite literally uh, she went into a surgery and left her body uh, but she was always practicing tarot like throughout her whole life. But she left her body during a surgery and saw her first husband in in the ne- the other world, what she called it. Okay, and which brought forth her first book called Another World. You can buy it online. <laughs> I did you. not know this. I'm so shocked. Um, I will be quiet most of this um, podcast. And then, so then she de- devoted the rest of her life to. Um, metaphysics and uh like religious essentially like religious physics so um her other books are called like the hand of god i love this. and uh her last book uh, that she wrote right like 10 years before she died was taught at mit it was called the eternal crucible and it's an amazing book i i read it a lot um the Eternal Crucible is essentially she believed that she found the equation to find the physical matter of soul in the body. Okay. But wow. she was like a female scientist, totally on her own, totally rogue. But she was taught at MIT for a while and they have a lot of her record. That's it. And I'm trying, I've been in communication with MIT for years trying to take get all of her records and for me to have them yeah because i'm obsessed with her and i've always been obsessed with her um but Did you know her very well like when no she was, she was my great-grandmother so she okay. died before i was born however her oh, okay. her daughter my grandmother also leo i was very close with uh but my grandmother moved to from england to los angeles because British people love LA. Yeah, it's I think so. Thing. My roommate's British, and I think it's she's a whole super thing. great. It's a whole fucking thing. Yeah. Because it's warm and it's just exotic and whatever. And they moved to LA because my grandmother's brother died because it was like fucking cold or whatever. It was like the London fog killed the baby. Well, that was the thing. It was the thing. And the, the, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, well, if you watch thing. The Crown, you know about the fog, the big fog. It gets in your body and it kills you. Yeah. Obsessed. So they went to like a dry desert city Uh called Los Angeles. Anyway, so, hey, check this out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) My grandmother is British, Mm -hmm. raised by the most British people on the planet. One of them being a full-blown eccentric, crazy physicist. Yeah, physicist who went to the other world. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Get this, it's World War II. Got this. Nazi Germany is bombing England and the Americans are saving 
the British, essentially. Dunkirk. All so that. it was so très embarrassant mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. my grandmother to be British in the 40s when she was like a young, chic, gorgino. She was so gorgeous. Girl, out and about on the town in Los Angeles trying to find a husband. Obviously, right. because she was like, oh, God, I'm a British. And like, oh, my God, here's my eccentric mother. Oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. She's so fucking embarrassed. So she sort of put all of that, all of her knowledge that she inherited and all the eccentricities away. Your classic uh, mother, daughter split. Yes, exactly. Is when you are like, nope, yeah. I do not come from exactly that. that. I don't and come from. I don't know that woman. And what's so crazy is that her Rite aunt, of passage. Mm-hmm. Her her mother's sister was this proper British woman, was very, very just chic. She lived in Hancock Park in Los Angeles, had this gorgeous house. Olive, Aunt Olive. <laughs> oh, I love her Obsessed. more than anyone. I love Aunt Olive. Okay. I, mean, I love Aunt Olive. So my grandmother would actually be like, that bitch is actually my mom. <laughs> and would lie to all of her friends and be like, Aunt Olive's my mom, actually. Like, this crazy-ass British woman is for sure not my mom. Don't look at her. Like, so your, don't, wor- don't your worry. Your mom was like, no tarot. My grandmother was like, no tarot. But then, lo and behold, <laughs> she gives birth to my mother. Capricorn. Addicted to darkness. Los <laughs> Angeles baby. Full Now she's full-blown American. My mother's full-blown... Like she was raised in the you know in the sixties in LA. Yeah, scrapbooked the Manson murders and was so affected by super fangirl of the murds and super fangirl of the murds, all the murds, <laughs> pretty much. Okay, cool. She's obsessed, and she was more super she's, dark. She's goth Capricorn. Yeah, goth Capricorn. Yeah, okay. Pre goth, pre eighties goth, goth Capricorn. Yeah, okay. Writing poems on her walls, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she loved. Harriet, her grandmother, that, that we called her Mooney. Of course. Oh my God. <laughs> We're really talking about my family. Um, so my mother would hang out with Mooney all the time. And like Mooney, Harriet, the physicist, the nuclear physicist, she, my mother would hang out with Mooney. And that's how my mother learned the tarot and learned astrology and learned how to draw butterflies and learned like her grandmother like wait, gave wait, her wait, all wait, of wait. the gorgeous draw butterflies that's a thing well in terms of like that my, my mom always said that she would go to her grandmother's house Harriet Mooney's house and they would do tarot <laughs> they would talk about astrology and they would draw butterflies I don't know what wh- I, that's something that she I was. Am, I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with it too. It's so uh, gorgeous. Also in the tarot, the tarot, uh, the tarot, the tarot. The butterflies are like an important symbol of uh, room for growth and development, or having achieved certain stages of development. Or if you see a butterfly, whatever that inspires, this freedom, happiness, whatever. But um, at least on this deck that I have in front of me, um, the Dali tarot deck. Every time there's a butterfly somewhere, it means, like, growing. Right. You're growing or, like, you have room to develop. So, and butterflies are, like, a very strong image, I think, in some of my decks. Really? And They're nowhere in my why. deck. Yeah, They're really? nowhere in my deck. So you have, a, you have a deck. I have a few decks, but I... What's your main bitch? My main bitch is my Aquarian deck that I got myself when I was 16. I actually didn't, I was not gifted my deck, which is, my mom always said you have to be gifted your deck. The woman at the store, 
And I was like, I don't care. I, I started doing cards, tarot, everything, because I was already having... It was a great way to organize certain things that were already like happening to me, but I landed there what I used to call randomly. Now I think it's just like what my life should have been. Okay. And I was in London and I was walking alone and I ended up in a bookstore and it was like an esoteric bookstore. And I was um, like... The British Connection. I'm shivering. I'm quivering. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> and I'm still like, I think I need to go back to London and I would love to take some of my decks because um, I found this what I it was like a missing piece for me okay. uh, the cards because they finally helped me organize so much that was already happening so it was like a natural step for me right and I asked the woman if I needed to be gifted my first deck because that's what I heard and she was like no you have to, you can buy, just buy it but of course she was an employee so uh, I'm sure she yeah, was. Yeah, she was pushing cards super on into you. it. <laughs> she was like, buy this fucking deck. But then I like, I've seen um, so many tarot readers that I follow and I like uh, are like, well, it kind of used to be that's like a tradition because there was like maybe two designs, three, like the ones that you have nearby at the time. But now there's so many that you really better almost like make sure that you connect with the images and the yeah. things that are in the cards because there are so many types it's, so different it's really about the connection of the images and uh because my how i because uh, like my mother use has a really gorgeous um just rider weight yeah whatever but it's a special rider weight i don't know what it is and she is it large one of it's those? a larger oh, one and I love it has it. like a green back and it's just like gorgeous and it has like it's like gold on the side it's just gorgeous. so gorgeous and in our first house in LA in West Hollywood actually um in her office space my parents office space there was this table with a bunch of candles that she would read her cards every day on this table wow and I didn't understand what was going on when I was a kid I was like what the hell is this I just knew it was like mom's space because both my parents had shrines <laughs> okay I'm from LA. Okay. So the rule was uh -huh. don't go near the shrine. Do not touch the shrine. Do not get close to these spaces. These are your parents' spaces and do not, I could get, I could go, I was an only child. I could go anywhere in the house. I could poop on anything. I could pee on anything, whatever. Super but normal. But it was, it was, it was. Super like only child kind of thing. Yeah. I but, know. I've heard from other only ch children that. But my parents had this boundary of poop like, anywhere. yeah, poop so, anywhere is yeah. classic only child. Yeah, poop know. anywhere. I've dated a few. Of them. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, but for me, special because I'm obviously really special. Yeah, um, I couldn't touch my parents' shrines. Did so you my mother's, that? or were you like? Oh yeah. Except, I was born one day, and I was like, "Listen, I'm gonna." They said no. I'm gonna so, look yes. underneath this fucking table. <laughs> I'm just gonna look under it. It had gorgeous fabric, like goldy brocade, gorgeous fabric. And I was like, what's under this table? And what did I find? Under the tarot I'm table. I'm so curious. I'm so nervous. I am full box set of Pee Wee's Playhouse VHS tapes. <laughs> which changed my life. Are you and, serious? Yes. And my mom was saving it for Christmas and I was like, whoa. And I like, okay. Like found full box set of Pee Wee's Playhouse VHS tapes. And it changed my life. So essentially, the tarot Super table of energy underneath the tarot yeah. table. Yeah, 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 I found the keys to myself. <laughs> essentially, I found the huge VHS Pee-wee's Playhouse box. If that's set. not what the tarot is is meant for, I don't know what right? it's meant for because uh, I don't see it as a tool for divination as much as like 
Uh, it's a gift give. It's gifts. Yeah, it's a. It's, it's destiny. What do you call those things for explorers? Compass. Thank you. A compass. It's, it's a, a compass, compass for it, you to think of yourself and analyze and see options and become spiritual with your own. I don't know. I feel like it's a reflection of what you're bringing. It's a mirror. It's a mirror. So that you it's can absolutely a figure out where you're at. But if your makeup's smushed or whatever. You it know? was totally. And it was the fact that like this one day I broke the rules and I was like, you know what? I'm going to look under this goddamn table. I'm going to fucking touch this shrine. Mm-hmm. I like it was just like the most it's just the most magical thing. It's just the most magical it's thing. It's very it's like a Christmas that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's better. But a better my, Christmas. My mother also is a fabulous gift giver. That's, and I do. Yeah, th- that sounds like she's amazing. Uh, she just reads you and she gives you the best thing. It's amazing. I have a question. So who taught you the tarot? The tarot and when? When did, when did you get into this? Do you do readings for people, etc.? I do do readings for people on occasion. I'm not, I don't love to be, especially now that i'm like more focused on my performing career uh it's harder to uh because i how do i explain this it's hard to like center yourself enough when your career is so egocentric yeah and then like drop in for someone else uh sometimes feels narcissistic in a weird way, because it's like, I'm giving you, I'm holding the space for you. Like, here I am. I'm holding the space for you. I understand. Um, and I don't love that. So I don't love, 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 love giving people card readings, but I do for my friends. And I definitely help people on if they have questions or like, I'm I'm sort of helping my friend Lorelai Ramirez, is also a comedian in New York. Uh, She'll be a guest on the podcast uh, we're so sort of, I'm like sort of giving her books and giving her like certain guides for the trail and we like meet up and talk about the trail and I, some, I teach her symbols and stuff sometimes. <laughs> I love it. Um, so it's, I love doing that. I love giving the knowledge more than I love like, um, giving a specific read. Yes, exactly. And, uh, because when I started reading, when I was in high school, I met my one of my best friends, Azme Shapiro, she's an amazing illustrator. She had, um, she didn't have. Oh my god, I forget what deck this is called. It's such an important deck for me. Oh my god, what could it be? Oh my god, I'm freaking out. Um, it's <laughs> this. It's, okay. it's this it's gonna beautiful. Be okay. <laughs> I'm shutting down. <laughs> um, it's this deck that is not rider weight based at all. Um it's it and it's all collage. Okay. And it's the most beautiful deck ever. It's like called the Explorer or something. <sighs> We're gonna edit that. <laughs> I'm just I'm shutting down. Edit, edit. Um but <laughs> We read that. Uh She was gifted that by her aunt and we were reading cards in high school Mm -hmm. for people. We people would come over to Esme's house and we would like, you know, conjure and like allow and read everybody's tarot cards basically in our high school. Um, And then I decided to get my own deck, the Aquarian deck, which is an art deco, like a 70s art deco uh, illustration of the Rider Waite. I yeah. just loved the illustration. I, I have seen this deck. The Aquarian is amazing and it's really it's it's like evocative of like glam rock to me. Mm-hmm, like looks mm-hmm. like a deck Bowie would use or something. So like obviously at 16 I was like that's my deck. Um, 
but anyway, and then that's when I started asking my mom about Tarot. She never like sat me down and was like, here it is. It's just like, and that it's like, it's a knowledge that you gravitate towards and then you realize Mm -hmm. and then you like look behind you and you're like, oh, all of my ancestors have been doing this for a billion years. Like it's in your bones. Yeah. And it was not. So then my mom gave me again, my mom has given me a reading once. She doesn't like giving me readings. I would not like to give uh, my daughter a reading. Yes. Um, she's like, I am going to impose so much on this and yeah. I don't want to do this for you. But That's she... How I feel. Yeah, with family members. It's, exactly. It's a little delicate. Totally. It is really delicate. And I so appreciate my mom isn't like gung-ho about it. Uh, but she gives me her books and she gives... She, again, leads me to it. Gives me the knowledge. If I have a question about a card, she always... I'm like... Like my mom is, my mom being a Capricorn, and I'm a Leo, so it's just we're always sort of we're definitely always giving each other the opposite perceptions of things. For sure, um, the whole thing was like I'm always at odds with like the sword family, the sword suit. Yeah, yeah. The sword cards. I'm like I I'm I'm shutting down. I'm terrified. I'm it's so quivering. funny because I am I'm Gemini and I'm an air sign and I so fully identify with air. Uh, it's so much so that um, sometimes I feel like swords are. I wish I wish they weren't so harsh, but I fully like I embrace the swords. I like so get it. I identify with them. I like I still am sort of at odds with them even now. But my mom said, my mom redirected me and was like, air is, uh, not air, the sword cards are intellectual mind Mm -hmm. challenges. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can get down with that. Like that makes, she was like, these are the, this is the psychological suit. It makes it different than being like, uh. Attacks, betrayal, like yes, uh, nightmares. Right. There's so there's like heartbreak in there. There's so much that's like, um, it feels so heavy and right. it feels so definitive once you look at the images. Like especially like ten of swords, like something like that. Depends on the deck. Um, you look at yeah. that image and you're like, I'm shutting. Oh down. no, I know. <laughs> and when I read it for people, sometimes I read the cards for people, and I, it stresses me out when. If they're friends, so they have the trust to like kind of interrupt me and talk to me, like right. just touch the cards and kind of talk to me about shit. I'm right. like, Ugh, try not to look at this image. I wish right. I could do it without them seeing the cards because it right? just looks so um, gnarly. And sometimes it's just like you're being dramatic, or you feel this way, or you are struggling with the this set of thoughts about this situation versus like you're being backstabbed and you're gonna right, die. Right, 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 you know? right. No, it's it, it is like that's the fun about reading cards is it's 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 an invitation for again, reflection. Oftentimes in a reading I ask people, what do you see? Immediately mm-hmm. what are you seeing here? Mm-hmm. And then I'll tell you what I see. So it's not me. That's what we're gonna do, by the way, with I'm, our reading. I'm if that's okay. Okay. I love that. Um, because I because I do believe there's this one um, there's this one tarot teacher, Mary Greer. Yeah, she has these amazing workbooks from 
the 80s and the whole basis of getting to know the tarot is by looking at each card and writing down how you feel about each card and your first personal reflections of the cards yeah and that is so when I started doing that in college which is like years after I started reading um I sort of got so much closer to the deck I got so much closer to the practice um if you start understanding because I if you start understanding what symbols mean to you rather right. than the greater uh, the the collective symbology it's, not about, symbology. it's yeah. not about i mean once you learn the basics i mean they're not basics but once you learn the universals right yeah. like what everyone knows right how everyone can or could see right certain symbols and then you do one to a hundred reads for several different people right and they come in different combinations and now you have a full history with those symbols the orders of the cards which cards you know pop all the time and which don't like now you have you have a relationship to these symbols are it's not it's not the same as the universal it's not that different necessarily but you do have a shortcut to those you have symbols. a short yeah. exactly you have a shortcut and i just want I that when I'm talking about the tarot with someone that's asking me questions or reading, I want everybody to know that there's a there's a there's a physiological shortcut within you. Yes, there's an intuition within you. There's a knowledge within you for you to understand what this is. And I am not the gateway to the knowledge. Yeah, we are. We are together the gateway to understand what this means. Yeah, because it's about the person. It is. I mean, the reader is um, the bridge. And the communicator of the message. But, and we get it too. Like, when I read cards, I also am learning a message for myself. For sure. But ultimately, whatever the person that you're reading for takes home with them, that's what the message I mean, is. It often so is too. It's like, I love reading for people that like don't even yet have like a spiritual practice or anything. And I say spiritual practice... I think I I I fundamentally believe spiritual practices come I think in in every shape and size I think oh, for yeah. a lot of people spiritual they don't even realize it reading a book in silence is a spiritual whatever like there are personal rituals like yeah personal rituals let's call it personal ritual um I mean oft I my favorite thing is when I when someone pulls the death card <laughs> yeah because it's like, okay, here we go. We're going to talk about how you think of death. <laughs> Done. Yep. And that's just heavy immediately. Yeah, like, quickly. exactly. Yeah. And it's like, it's so often people are like, oh, great, the death card. Or like, oh, God, uh, the death card. Oh, God, of course I would pick the death card. And I'm like, chill. Okay, we need to unpack that. We need <laughs> like, to chill. We, uh, why, what is this for you? What is this evoking? And... How do you think of death and what do you think of death? What is death to you? Yeah. And what is the afterlife? And, you know, like, it, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. I love that, too. I feel like um, there's a lot of... I don't know. the Like, seeing combi- so many combinations of cards. So many, like, life paths. Right? Um... When I see a specific thing and I have to unpack it for the person I'm talking to about the cards. Right. It's very like, 
you kind of have to hold people's hands a little bit. You do, yeah. Through it. And it's very, that's a, to me, it's more than the cards. It's like, that's a very spiritual part where you like go and realize that you have to ask someone, what do you think of death? Let me give you my perspective. Let me unpack a, a deep psychological thing that you have that you don't even realize. I'll, I'll hold your hand while we do this alongside right. with this these images right um, and that's what I feel like you collect you bond with people absolutely do you feel like uh, so it happened to me I was reading my friend was like I never gotten a tarot read before and I was like I'll totally do it for you D did it at a bar and then I mentioned this uh, on Twitter <laughs> I tweeted about it um, and then this guy came and asked me if I he could get a question answered and I was like sure because I almost consistently bullying people to read their tarot because I, I don't know I feel like I have to and then the guy was like don't look at me like Peter looks at me like I uh, force him read oh, <laughs> force really? reads on Peter that's so sweet <laughs> yeah it's so sweet I See? think that's sweet yep it's sweet I have some stuff in my no sorry um, and then this guy came and was like what happens after death if I kill myself because I want to kill myself and I was like well so oh wow fuck yeah <laughs> so I was like the tarot is not for this and I got my angel oracle deck out and I went through it with the angel deck I both try to answer his question as an answer and talk him out of it because and then I was like wow okay I need to really be selective about who I read cards to and how oh my god see that's so oh god because if I yeah, anyway. I mean, I, I could have said no. At any, I was so shocked that I kept going, but I felt like I couldn't leave him with... I feel like I have some gigantic thing hanging off my nose. You don't. You absolutely don't. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, maybe I don't feel, I'll feel like that today and tomorrow. Um, <laughs> he... The cards were very nice. They were like fresh air, so I was like breathing for... You know, like I went through... The specifics of the read don't matter because ultimately he got excited about maybe getting Reiki. I was like, you have a lot of momentum. Like, I had to unpack a lot for him Ugh, through the cards. Uh, I feel so into... Uh, I was, I'm feeling so much right now. <laughs> I got low blood pressure. I got dizzy. I left that bar like crazy. Right. And then another woman wanted me to read the cards for his friend. And I was like, I felt this like energy, like leech energy thing happening at the time where every, like people were like needed of spirituality or something and they were like leeching to like not leeching just like latching may, maybe more uh to yeah this one spiritual thing they kind of like saw and i was like um i don't know i feel like i need to be more selective about who i read cards to even though i felt like maybe i helped him hopefully um to what do you do have you ever talked to your mom or have you encountered the situations right. where like what do you do when the reading is something so dark like that or let's call it I don't like saying dark but definitely heavy it's macabre like a, yeah whatever. yeah yeah heavy. heavy 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 for even you um yeah I don't know have you experienced something like that before or like or um, your mom or do you have any my mom did and she cause my mom was studying at the Builders of the Adium, <laughs> which uh, actually has a location in Highland Park, California. Uh, I don't know where the Builders of the Adium is in New York anymore, but the Builders of the Adium is like an old institute of tarot okay. knowledge. 
And she was studying in the 80s in New York uh, then, and she was reading for extra pocket change or whatever. And she did mention that one time she did like fully feel and acknowledge I'm obsessed with this sound. Yeah, okay. I know. Uh, oh my God. I just had such a flash of uh, that scene in The Exorcist when she gets, um, <laughs> what is that called? Exercise? No. What in the in the in the Exorcist? You know when she gets like oh spinal tap. <laughs> you know when she gets a spinal tap. Anyway, whatever. It's like sort of a similar sound in that scene. Okay, I'm obsessed. Um, Peter, stop distracting us. Yeah, seriously. Stop evoking horror films of the '70s for me. Um, anyway, so my mom read someone's cards and really knew that they were going to die soon. Like full-blown was like oh this person's going to die and uh i don't want to know this anymore wow so then she packed it up for a while and then she only started reading for herself as like guides and then she stopped reading for did she confirm that person died yeah that person did die yeah what did she see tower ten of swords i don't know i don't remember my mom's memory is also uh full-blown not existent um so (laughs) it's not like she's going to tell you anything specific but she always told me that story yeah she always told me that story and was like i sort of stopped reading for money i stopped reading random people's cards like i i have no business knowing a lot yeah knowing the end of somebody's story and i was like i fully understand that i have never Mm -hmm. i have never held that space for someone yet i've never really embarked on like someone that is suicidal or someone that is about to die or sick or anything with cards. And when you were telling me that story, I was like, what would I have done? And like, what's so crazy is that I probably, which is obsessed. Obsessed. Yeah. Um, (laughs) what I probably would have done is like really talked about death with that person, which would have not helped them. I did. That's what I, I feel like that I was I mean, like, feel first you die physically, you also have an emotional body, you have a energy right. body, you yeah. have a psychic body. Like there's so much to that. There's so many bodies. Yeah. There's so many bodies. <laughs> there's so many bodies and you can't really just die. And that's it's I was like, this is not a what I ultimately was saying to him was like, your answer is first of all complex. Like the cards right. say it right here. Like right. There's a physical card, like an emotional card. There's like a psychic card. And right. then there's like a community card. So there's like a lot right. that happens when you actually die. So that's your answer. But also your answer tells you that this is not just like you eliminate your body, you eliminate your problems because no- nothing tells you that you'll stop existing or being worried True. after you kill Ab- your body. Absolutely. And you might absolutely. not be even able to like... That's, now act on anything. Maybe that's your permanent state now. So like, yeah. careful. I just want, see, that's such a smart way to approach it. I really feel like when you said that, I was like, would I just go full hospice care and like be like, let's talk about death. Like I really, almost, I was almost like, okay, so I just prepare this person for death. But I, I prayed, I trusted the angel Oracle deck. Yeah. See, that's be, so smart. Wow. I mean, I was like, I cannot pull a gnarly looking card on this man I think I had my like a gilded tarot deck and some of the images there are like that's such a that's such a amazing point about what the tarot is because also the person I started reading tarot with Azumi Shapiro became an illustrator yeah 
is the power of illustration. Wow, yeah. And because Pamela Coleman Smith, that originally yes. uh, illustrated the Rider Waite deck, studied at literally Pratt. Wow. <laughs> in Br- Brooklyn, literally Brooklyn native. Brooklyn is a Tarot Good spot. job, Brooklyn. And um, Pamela Coleman Smith illustrated the Tarot, and then it was acquired by the Golden Dawn, which is this British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. But for the listeners, if it's you don't this, know, it's this British occult society from the turn of the century. My great great grandmother was a part of the Golden Dawn. Of course, she was. Yeah, because um, she was a rich British person. Um, do you know? Do you use significators? Speaking of Golden Dawn, yeah. uh, what is yours? Queen of Wands, King of Wands. No, Queen of Pentacles, actually. Oh, wow. For well, some reason. Because are you early in... Technically, it's not. I'm supposed to be Queen of Wands. Yeah. I'm supposed to be Queen of Wands, but I always identify with Queen of Pentacles. My so roommate so. my um, my roommate is Leo from end of uh, July, and uh, she's King of Wands. And she's king so, of Wands. She's so mad that she wants to be Queen, but I'm like, but you're the King of Wands. Yeah. And she's like, but I want to be the Queen of Wands. But yeah, I'm the Queen of Wands. I'm August 14th, so I'm late Leo. But you're the Queen of Pentacles. That's what you use as your significator. So if you don't know uh, significators, it's usually a card that you identify yourself with if you do readings. Some people use it, some people don't. Sometimes I'm like, hi, I'm Veronica. I'm the Knight of Swords, which I am. Really? In Golden Dawn, I am by birth. Oh, yeah, yeah. In Golden Dawn, I'm Queen of Wands. But... I rejected it, and I was like, let me pay attention to this rejection that I feel towards the Knight of Swords. It makes sense. I mean, he's very... You also sort of look like the Knight of Swords a little bit. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) I've heard it before. Really? You literally do, though. Really? (laughs) You do look like a... I mean, I think... I mean, anyway. No, no, tell me. I mean, I'm curious whether this is a joke or... uh, Because I feel like I was looking at you, and I was like, she's the Queen of Wands. Really? Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, like, maybe I am the Queen of Wands. I don't know. But I th- before Leo, like, I was like, Queen of Wands. Really? Yes. Interesting. But I don't want to say it just because your hair is, like, right. beautifully, what's it, their color? Orange? Orange. I, I, technically, license, on my driver's license, it says red. Red. Red, guys. Because it's it's, red I, they're not going to say orange hair on my driver's license. You know what I'm saying? I know. <laughs> it's, it's so beautiful. So yeah. I was like, definitely Queen of Wands. Uh, and it wasn't just physical, which I don't, that's old timey, but I don't know. I don't maybe know why I'm, I had that impression. Maybe I'm like moving into it. Maybe, but like when you my You come mo- from a fire family. I do. I of, do. Of, of witches. Of witches. Of so, like hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yes. Uh, Pamela, anyway. Illustration. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Okay. Pamela Coleman Smith, Uh her illustration, for those of you who don't know, was acquired by the Golden Dawn. (laughs) All men, ladies. Um, And then they pared it down and made it less embellished and made it like a minimal deck, the the standard deck that is sold to you today. And my friend, Asma Shapiro, looks a lot like Pamela Coleman Smith. It's very crazy. Wow, okay. And uh, we always felt sort of connected to her as high school students. And then she became an illustrator. And and what's so powerful about the Tarot is the illustrative quality of it. I think it's... I'm... I think it's such an insane power. The illustration is yeah. so insane. And it's really when you said like 
with this guy who wanted to kill himself. I couldn't, I couldn't give him like a harsh card. Let's use the angel cards. Let's I like, could not risk it. Yeah, let's like look at pretty angels. Yeah, let's look at this swath gorgeous world. And rabbits. And, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And I love that because that that actually does change a, a full blown framework. Oh yeah, it, it, it fully does. Like there was a period of time for. I don't know. My manager's going to kill me for this, but I was accused of stealing a car in college. <laughs> <laughs> I was you never can... accused, but I did steal a car. There so we go. Here we go. I was accused of full-blown Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> full-blown. Okay, great. Great, great, great. And, uh, and I was in, I went to school. <laughs> so you're now like full-blown, like arm up, like. Yeah, because it's like. Didn't yeah. go to jail, bitches. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, I was accused of stealing a car in college, and I got a call <laughs> from the Vermont police. <laughs> God, because I was out of state. <laughs> God, and I and I call. I got a call, and uh, they say uh, there's a warrant for my arrest. Obsessed. And in that moment of panic, which was like the truest panic I've ever known. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My immediate feeling was to look at a kind face. And I, my my body was like, find a kind face, find a kind image, find a kind image. Wow. I don't know what, and I never had that feeling before. I was like, we've got to find a kind image. And I, and I settled on, this is so corny, but I settled on a picture of Vishnu and um, whatever. It's like, you know what I mean? Like Hindu gods. Did you have it right there? Like in your car is what I... Like that image. No, I don't have. I don't have that. You image. just thought of it. No. Oh no, it was in my. I was at a friend's house and I found oh, it in oh, okay, her okay, house. Okay. And I, I, I was like, oh my god, the the Hindu gods and their blue faces. Yes, Kali. Like yeah, yeah. And they were so kind. And I looked at them. Well, and Kali's I, not kind. Kali's not kind, but she soothes me though. Okay, whatever. Sorry. But yeah, blue face the blue faced gods and I was like oh my god I was like immediately soothed truly and everything else I looked at I looked at like wow everything else seemed so harsh to me and it was only these Hindu gods that like really calmed me down (laughs) this is so true blown corn but I'm but it's true and it full blown happened to me so I'm so impressed that your instinct was like uh okay I'll take over now you listen to me kind yeah image yeah like that's so smart that's so like your brain really took good care of you or like your instinct whatever it's true inner, it did take good care yeah because that because the instinct in the face some of people fucking panic and like lose their shit some people are like I yell mean, at I, everyone you I know i was really losing my shit but i was also like because in the face of any legality the law is so harsh there's no harsher space <laughs> than the law there truly isn't um i have yet to face a more brutal world but um than the libra world world but it's not even a libra world it's just a, it's a it's a it's a just a godless world <laughs> it's a godless it space cold. it's a cold it's world it's a cold world it's a cruel cold 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 world um yeah and then i was like oh i have to i have to like get the humanity back in this because I can't I, I knew in that instance it was like I was falsely accused by the way and I was just like I can't face horrible I can't face this if I don't have like an infusion 
of kindness to yes. like guide me or support me. And it's funny that you were like, find a kind face, like an uh, rely on the other. A face is so specific. It's not yeah. like a kind thought. A kind no. It was specifically an image because I couldn't conjure anything. Uh, I needed an image. Yes, an, an image. The image that identifies a being. Yeah, a face. Yes. Very interesting. And that's like sort of, it, again, it's the power of the Tarot in that way where it's like the the illustrations are so flat sometimes and so minimal sometimes to let you project on it. Mm -hmm. And other times a deck can be so rich. So rich. And speaking up. So it can show you and sort of change your vibe. Yes. And there's that push-pull of the illustration itself. And it's... And it changes. So amazing. I just love that. So we have... Right now I have the my Dali, Salvador Dali tarot yeah. deck. It was the first one I had before I even studied Raider Waite or any of the classic uh, images. I first got a Kabbalah angel oracle kind of pseudo tarot with a little booklet. Okay. I still use those cards and I still read the booklet because uh, it's less the images and more what the book says I can recite by memory. Okay. But every single time I read them, I also it changes. Well, the Kabbalah, I mean, the Kabbalah system of Torah reading, I'm, I've, I'm obsessed it's amazing. with. Yes. It is the most humanitarian way mm -hmm. to read, I think. Anyway, I love, I love Golden that. Dawn use a lot of like, yes. yeah, uh, which is why I know about significators that way. Uh, so you can Google all of the shit and go on YouTube holes and lose yourselves and find yourselves again. Uh, there's so much information out there. Absolutely. Um, but this deck you've never touched. I've never, seen. I've never touched the Salvador Dali deck. No. And it's my oldest deck, but it's the one that shapeshifts the most for me. Really? Because uh, it's. Dally, of course. Right, right, right. Uh, so what I wanted to do was maybe we can pull three cards okay. for a, as a general read for now. Okay. Whoever's listening to it right now, right this moment, okay. ever expires, and for ourselves. So it's a general um, community read. A community read? Well, I, I don't know if community, but like, uh, or do you want me to read your cards? Because I'm thinking you're going to see things in the cards, and I want to see, um, what do you think? No, let's read your cards. Let's read my cards. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, anything is okay. But it, this is what I want to do. Anything is exciting. Okay, I want us to both chime in. Okay. Uh, okay, this card has flipped twice, so I'm going to put it here and I'll let you know Ooh. it's the Nine of Cups. So, wish granted. Which I feel that's how I, f that's how I feel about doing this today. Because uh, I've been doing it in LA and um, I find the music to be such a big part of this podcast. But yeah. Peter lives here, so sometimes I'm like, okay, can we do it? This is like, can we? And it's been technology-wise, it's been great, but the fact that I can be in New York and like uh, talk to you or, uh, and other people who are very into tarot and it's a New York City comedian crew yeah, yeah, who's yeah, like yeah. into this, it, it is a dream come true. Because in LA, I find people are mo very curious and open about it, but not necessarily. Well, yeah, LA is a space of questioning. It's not often a space of answers. Exactly. So um, totally. this is very exciting for me. Yeah, so yeah. I guess if you want to cut this deck. Okay. Um, so if you, we're going to see what we see in the cards, what we see for Ruby, and you guys can take it for yourselves as well, because why not? We're doing it. 
Okay. Um, so we have, I don't read reversals yet in my life. <laughs> oh, wow. What's happening here? These, this is the most beautiful deck I've truly ever bottom seen. Bottom of my the life. deck. Do you use bottom of the deck? No. Okay. So, what I do is usually take the bottom of the deck as the general energies. They're floating. They're floating. Um, and you guys, this is the most beautiful deck I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm so glad. You have the Nine of Pentacles, the Queen of Pentacles, or coins, and then which the is Seven my, of Swords. Which is my. That's you. That's me. You said that you were that. I said I was empowered. That. Yes. So, you're very empowered here in the middle. She's been harassing me this trip. Um, and we have the general energy is the Eight of Wands. Which in this deck feels like, uh, to me, like a struggle, a little bit of struggle to get your message across, mm. or a, uh, or like you have to kind of like uh, when you're in New York walking, you need to get to somewhere in Times Square, <laughs> and you're running, you have like five minutes, and okay. there's fucking tourists like taking pictures, and you gotta go, okay, like uh, be that fast, like. Uh, you know, like how you're walking in New York and you kind of see the future, meaning you yeah. see where people, like you have to predict consistently right, where right, people right, are right. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like that's the energy right now okay. based off of this card. I know the Eight of Wands is not necessarily like this, but this image is like that. I'm just going to get closer to, to the cards one second. So what do you I see in the Eight of Swords? The, the Eight of Wands is so, so, so different than um, your regular Eight of Wands. So I see you as someone who needs to move fast across crowds and kind of like be mm. predicting people's moves so you can keep going forward that's what i feel i feel what's so insane is like i'm so uh just uh, jumping off of the illustration yeah yeah, yeah. it's just this I, is exciting i literally feel oh my god i'm just i'm really shook by this <laughs> okay. I, just, just in terms of like i can't i can't adequately describe this deck without going sounding like a 70 year old gay man but please um, please please only do that okay just in terms of it it's like for it's like a it's a definitely a 1950s collage style mm -hmm. illustration it is collage yeah it's collage with illustration from the 1700s that like is evocative of antiquity and then it has these gorgeous marks on it like these gorgeous hand painted uh, hand painted dolly marks on it i just i feel like i've always this is like the world of my inner place and like I, don't, collage. I i just i'm just so taken back by this because this is just like my truest aesthetic is i'm this. so glad this is the deck i brought on this it's trip because i didn't want to pull the raider weight for some reason it didn't want to shuffle and i was like you stay here. You oh my god, this is right so now. crazy. And okay, the fact good. that like and then in the Queen of Pentacles that I identify with, there's like a bizarre demon in the corner almost, mm -hmm. yeah. but he's like sort of benevolent. Uh try, like communicating with this woman in a cage. She's sort of in a cage. She's like free, but she's also maybe it's like a trellis or It's like a cage of flowers. I I I maybe like a It's not a, it's not it's not um like an she's not imprisoned, but there is like sort of this like It's like a bird cage. It's like a thing. bird bird cage illustration. It's so amazing. Please google this. Yeah, the Dali Tarot deck is very I can't adequately describe this, but it's like it's baroque, it's rococo. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's very. It's. Ugh, I love it. And it, I feel like this deck highlights uh, dark parts of certain cards that, like, the sun in this deck is fully blue. And that to me is so. Whoa. And it's to me the other side of the sun where there's. When you shine bright, then there's a shade. What does that also. What is that also? What's the cool side of the sun? Like LA after the sun goes down, it turns into a different town. So it's like, it just points out that other side of the sun, even if, well, to me anyway, even if you don't want to, because the sun is joy, shine, bright, yellow. Right. Um, This deck is very blue. Yeah, I I love that about it. So it's very mental to me. Mental, okay. And I feel like he also uses the red to highlight, like, point out specific things about, like, I don't know. Like, for me, blue is always the, is the color of man. Man. is like the truest. (laughs) The truest man. Like, of man as in, like, human. (laughs) Human. Yeah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Uh, Like, it's uh, the truest it's the truest evocation of humans is like represented in blue to me. That's so funny. I don't um, know. Why. I've always felt that way. I see it. So I feel like, okay, in these cards, okay. I feel like between this uh, eight of wands, which is fast communication, but in this card, it seems like a struggle in the womb or something, right? Mm. Uh, so like you really have to fend off things internally so you can like come across the way you want to okay maybe you tell me if I'm wrong because I feel that okay um and then that's also the life you're living okay it feels pleasurable to me right now so I'm focusing on this because this is general energy so I feel like maybe you're in a moment where you need to be moving fast communicating fast doing 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 go 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 modern girl about town uh, no one can stop me. No one slows me down. If something does, I'll go and then right. keep moving. Right. I feel like that's maybe the general of where you're at. Okay. I feel that. Um, and it feels very little meaning. I'm, I feel like maybe, uh, I don't know if you're, part of it has to do with you absorbing information or studying as much as you can. Or like maybe you consistently read to like... I don't want to infer anything based off of your, like, the fact that you do comedy. Because mm-hmm. I don't read to make jokes. I observe the world to right. make jokes. Right, right, But because there's a book here and there's, like, emphasis in it, I feel like maybe you're the kind of person who, like, does like to absorb information. Yeah. Maybe reading so that you can communicate more. Right. Um, it's part of how you infuse things. And then I feel like you are in a very comfortable place in your life right now where you've achieved certain like your own lifestyle you have your own thing that you like to do I feel like you're grooving you're feeling oh you have felt because the nine of pentacles is a card the single card whatever uh Mm. in this case I feel like it's almost cocky how good this person is doing okay um (laughs) they have everything to it's not even like unjustified they have everything to show like they are I feel like you're in a good moment and you have things to back it, to back. Okay. Or at least those are the sides of you that are being highlighted. Cool. uh, Maybe manage to get some stability in your own personal lifestyle, the way you live, the way you like to do things, the way you move about things. 
Uh, but there's a little bit of like, where's my 10th pentacle, right? Where's mm. like my, where is my personal stability or my home stability? Or when am I going to feel like I've landed and I can take a break for a second? Because the eight of wands is very like moving, go, 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 go. And the nine of pentacles is lacking maybe the 10th. Like that extra coin An that equal stability, yeah. yeah. And then maybe a plateau. I feel like maybe you're like going up, 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 but you don't feel like yeah, you're not going as fast as you could, or yeah. maybe you want to already get to a point where you like rest for a second. So it's, it feels a little bit like hustling right now, right? And I feel like it's complemented definitely by the seven of swords here at the end, mm. which to me it's and usually this is Artemis, right? Diana. Right. Or, or Artemis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Diana is Artemis. Yeah, yeah. So now you know, everyone out there at home, they're the same. Uh, <laughs> so We're if, talking Roman. We're talking Greek. <laughs> we're, we're doing that. <laughs> but Artemis is, uh, is uh, that it, this is also, yeah. I'm shook. Um, yes. Artemis is my, like, homegirl. Really? Yes. Why? What do you mean by that? I've just always identified as Artemis and I've always really just, yeah 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 I'm I'm move it's weird because we're talking about my past this is very weird because we're talking about my past in high school and like until very recently I've always been Artemis to myself but now I'm moving in to my like Venusian yes my Venusian moment and now I'm like identifying with like Aphrodite a little more because okay. like I'm wearing tighter clothing and like I'm not afraid to be like feminine on the street your feminine sexuality yes is I'm coming like out. yes I'm like moving into like you're not guarded no shame. as much. Yes, no, sh no, no shame sexuality moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Artemis is typically the huntress of mythology and is also the eternal virgin. Yes. Um, but I used to identify her with her like so much, and I would like make projects about her. I like in high school, I made a movie about her and like entered it Whoa. in a film festival. There she is. There she is. Yeah, we were talking about who you identify as and your uh, significator card, and she popped. The yeah. Queen of Coins is definitely here, holding the most gigantic pinnacle you've ever seen. Um, yeah, it's so beautiful. And then Artemis or Diana. The way I see the Seven of Swords, usually right, the Raider Waite seems like uh, sneaking about with people, someone else's maybe ideas or, uh, or like being sneaky in some kind of way. But in this deck, I feel it like the most female empowered card. I feel mm. like she's like, maybe if you have a group thing where you're all sharing ideas and trying to create a project and it's not happening and you're like, you know what? I'm going to take my five thoughts or ideas or my things that I've contributed, contributed to this project or I'm not even going to pitch these ideas here. I'm going to take them with me and mm. do my own thing right, right over right. here like taking your ideas and and going to where they're appreciated or they're empowered or where you feel like they would be best i don't know used um and i feel like you're accompanied by spirit definitely yeah and then there's like uh maybe darker side of you that leads your way so maybe right, right. like she's a good one to follow because the inner you that little devilish side of you is definitely out and guiding you and I feel like that's really good well oh, cool I love that well she's looking she's looking back at you she's, she's walking away she's watching what's what's no one chased me but I'm being led by spirit I feel yeah um I find it very empowering 
that the seven of swords in this deck yeah oh my god i love it so much it's uh, so beautiful so i feel like you yes you are comfortable with yourself and you're working hard for your craft and you're doing what you need to do and you're in the middle of a hustle and you also like have learned your value and now you've almost like made peace with certain demons and are now like letting the whole of you to be together maybe you're like feel like you're coming to a point where you're like composing yourself like the two sides of you are oh i like that coming together now your divines are um and you're being led by spirit for sure i feel like this is a sign uh by knowledge and your craft working hard on your craft um careful if you have like a kind of disempowering If you have anything that's like sucking away from your uh, your solar plexus, mm, okay. If so, like I would say, oh, in would the, that be <laughs> in the next weeks? If uh -huh. you if talking to someone, if going online, if doing a certain show makes you feel weird in your stomach, in your in your uh, sacral, no, in your uh, solar plexus. Or your heart chakras. Mm. Just take note of that. Okay. And then bookmark it. Because those might be warning signs of maybe a time to just cut some distance from those specific things. Okay. This uh, Queen of Coins, I don't know. I don't usually see this darkness here, but because I usually see it as like Scarlett O'Hara, you know, like her like wonderful made up curtain dress yeah, a little bit like make yeah, sure yeah. uh yeah but now i'm seeing as a maybe disempowerment that's happening maybe some people are telling you things or maybe you're seeing things online that are online you keep saying online i don't know why i don't know why you keep saying online <laughs> why well, I, i don't usually see online on these cards uh but i am saying online right now because i feel like they're whispers And th this seems like uh, what you're taking away is air, right? This is like you're stable in your life and you have your creative fire. It's working. I feel like what you're taking is it has to do with thoughts and communication. Okay. And uh, I don't know why I'm seeing online, but I feel like you're you, there's like... Vader's <laughs> making it creepy. It's just I love it. creepy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe online, but maybe not. But maybe it's just comments or like uh, uh, wanting validation. So, but you think like it's not like an embodied person then? You think it's like a... Like I, online means not a person that's physically in my life. No, I feel like for me online, yeah. I had to mute someone that I... Every time I see any of the things they post, I'm like disempowered by it. Oh. And so it is a specific person, but the way it happens to me is online. Now, I'm not trying to project this on you right now. This happened like a few weeks ago. I love that idea, though. That's true. I have to listen to yeah. the people that I look at yes. that disempower me. Anything that feels weird in your stomach that you feel like this just took energy. Like, try to feel your body and feel like... Did this took take energy? Because I see the hunters. Like, yesterday I was in the wild, the wilderness... And we got to this like lake and I saw that the upper sand where we were putting our things was yeah. like wet from the night before. And I know this because my parents are full blown beach people. Like I spend yeah. my life by bodies of water. And I was like, this water goes up late. I mean, early during the afternoon, it'll we need to move. 
Okay. And then it suddenly happened in such a crazy way. Uh, and then also we were all laying down and I heard something in the in the distance and I, and I just got up like, what the fuck is that? And then I saw a bunch of ducks just coming. So it's like, just because I was in a place that I don't know and I'm an extremely anxious person, my my body was like hyper aware oh, yeah, of things. Yeah, and alert, yeah. And I forget to do that when I'm moving about in my social life and in my personal Ooh, relationships. Yeah, 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 yeah. But my body's always telling me what the fuck is up. Right. Uh, I always know whether, like, my anxiety coming here, I need to, like, untangle what are my thoughts, what is social anxiety, what what expectations I have. Like, but it's my body is reacting physically, so I need to, like, and because this, like, this the nine of pentacles is so empowered and then it mm. goes up to the queen of pentacles but she has been i don't know this darkness extracted here. in some way and you also saw this like uh i saw a cage, half cage. Yeah. so i feel like and it's in what is this soft cage that you can easily get out of but it still looks like a cage what are the things that maybe look cagey like they're feel make you trapped oh my even God. though you're not I'm really like, trapped my stomach's hurting right now <laughs> i'm so sorry no 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 it's just it's just interesting it's like my body is telling you like this is the feeling you have to look out for <laughs> you have to look out yeah. for it. yes uh and that's where you have to take your shit and go walk away from it okay. temporarily sometimes i like uh i step away from situations or people and i say it's not our time right now and i imagine that that person will evolve or will match again energetically but at the time it's forced to continue to like interact yeah, or yeah, like yeah. be in each other's like shit absolutely um so that's when i like quietly step kind of away from that person and then wait until and they usually come around or their energies match or like if they are in a funk and it's not has nothing to do with me and they just need to be alone and their just, energy and then they come back totally. when they're like a little better totally uh, so I feel like you're in a moment where you're evolving and you're going up right now you're going up in your stability and you're going up in your career and you're going up in the way you're hustling and doing your things I feel like you're becoming faster better more inspired um, so just be careful for the things that disempower you so you can walk away from them amazing that's I love I that. That's a huge thing. Is happening here. Because I usually don't walk away from situations that disempower me. Because I, my whole vibe is always like, I'm stronger than this. Yes. And I don't take it seriously. I don't take my own disempowerment seriously ever. Ever, ever, But ever, it's ever. so important. Because you already have such a, like, what you told me about, look for a kind face. I've never heard something like that. And I'm so, like, shocked by it. Right. I'm so like, wow, I, this is so good. I'm definitely into empowerment. So you have this but instinct telling you, yes. like, careful, girl. Yeah, like absolutely. do it, do it this or that way. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, it's a good exercise. I sometimes I'm. Why do you think you don't walk away? Not to get to. I mean, if you want to say it, but why do you think you don't walk away from things? I think because again, uh, again, back to like my British up, my semi-British upbringing. Um, like uh, criti- I, I, I'm, I'm like a very like tough love person yes. sometimes, and I'm as I'm aging, I'm I'm learning about tenderness, but that is not the first. That's not the first thing I learned. I'm on a the tough planet. love person too. Yeah, so it's like anytime I feel a little disempowered, I learn from it, and I'm always like, get better <laughs> or like keep. You know, like it's sort of like it's what I'm used to. Yeah. Um. But, like, it was only in the past, like, two years I start, like, being super physical with my friends and, like, hugging them and, like, kissing them and being like, oh, I love you. So nice. But, like, I've, I've 
growing up, I was never a touchy person. I'm yeah. becoming that. So the disempowerment is like first instinct for me. Right. Is like that's what teaches me how to be better. And that's the criticism I'm always, I'm always looking for because I don't I, I trust I'm starting to trust compliments, but it's very hard for me. It's hard. So I, not like this is amazing. I feel like a lot of people are like this, but um, so yeah, the disempowerment, sometimes I feed off of it. Sometimes I'm yeah. like addicted to like making myself feel so bad so that you that can I be can like, be no, I'm better. Super good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, it's that high, low, like addiction. It's a comedian thing. I feel like uh, to me, failing on stage, uh, trying to be funny, trying, yeah, yeah is the best thing that can ever happen to me, even though at the time it feels like shit. Because right. then I'm like, this is not funny. This is not in the right order. I didn't set this up right. Yeah. I was not in the right place. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Like I can give myself right. notes. I didn't read the room at all. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that disempowerment is not really disempowerment because it's actually empowering me in the future. Right, exactly. But then there's certain relationships and people that truly leave me drained. There's nothing that I learned from it. And I just kind of like struggle through an interaction and that's like that doesn't do anything for me that I definitely don't have those relationships anymore which is amazing that's really good and that's what's so interesting about you saying online because all of my disempowerment actually happens online because mm. I don't have those I don't have draining relationships anymore real life. I, I yeah. actually cut those out because I, I I'm so proud of myself for doing that but it, you're so right. It's online. That's I know. how I disempower myself. It, it's that is full-blown accurate. Wow. Yeah, I don't know why I saw online here because it's not... Oh, I my God. And that's like... I'm like, could, I'm compulsive. I could suspect... Disempowering myself on Instagram. I know. It's Instagram. so stupid. I, I've had to hide people who I love because um, I'm like, I don't know if this is your real face or not I rather just know you personally totally and it totally. usually works like when I know them personally I'm like I can get an accurate impression of the person I'm dealing with but online it's just like foggy mirrors I feel like it's also so hard when we're in entertainment because we have all these people that we love but then online is just there it's we're seeing each other's sales pitch oh the time it's hard yeah it's and that's hard. so difficult <laughs> people that we love 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 to hang out with and then yeah. it's like online it's like i don't want to see your brand i don't give a shit about this it's true you know what I, mean? I mean it's true i we do it i do it um Everyone, yeah i love when my friends do it i laugh i like call them out on shit if i have them next to me or right. i like compliment them but when it's people who I know kind of tangentially mm. who are in my orbit but not really that I don't really get to know that's when things start getting like fucking a little a little like, when seeing someone's brand I'm like I don't know what's real and what's not who are you um, when my best friend is next to me and they're doing some you know hoeing around on Instagram yeah. I'm like yeah, bitch yeah. But it's funny and I know what they're doing but uh, when I don't really know the person that's when I'm sometimes I'm like who are you? Why are you so perfect? And sometimes I'm like, oh, I ha I'm randomly hating people because I hate what they're doing. And, and I don't like hating people because I wouldn't have access to that information in a natural world. So also it's so world uh, what I've been um, really online cutting myself over is how people are j the the girls. Well, also newsflash, everybody. Instagram is a woman's game. <laughs> it's dominated and ruled. It's a it's a female driven economy. Yeah. 
A. Also, you only get likes when you post something that's like, like your attractive. boobs or your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So or your butt 2018 um but anyway if i hate when people when there's like a hot girl being super genuine uh-huh being like this is me in like my cool dress and my sneakers and then this is a cool picture of like the city and then like this is like the cool song i'm listening to and like this is just like a cool thing and I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? What, what is your... Because I'm obsessed. <laughs> because I'm like full-blown obsessed. All I want is like a feminine... I All I want is the archive of the feminine perspective. All, that's all I care about. That's all I want. But it's like, no. Like, no. Like, I just get... I For some reason, it's that it's... Uh, then I'm like, I want to be more genuine, but I can't because I'm like a fucking comedian. And all I want to do is like take pictures of rainbows and sh- whatever and like funny like rap references that I see on a license plane or whatever the hell but it's like I, I just it, 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 that drives me nuts recently that's been disempowering me being like damn like I want to be like a pretty authentic cute girl <laughs> I don't want to be just like I this don't like fart yeah like this like yeah. farcical like like just ex- I know I ever since I that's really been getting my goat I moved countries and I, I thought I was pretty um, tomboyish and then I moved to here and I realized and I started doing comic like UCB and all that shit and I realized that I was the most feminine person in the entire world in that world Ooh. but I come from a place where I was like, everyone like women were consistently like what are you doing <laughs> yeah 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 because yeah. <laughs> no, everyone's obsessed with being the most feminine prettiest woman in the world so I moved to what I thought I would be like, yeah, this is me being like tomboyish. And everyone was like, why are you so dressed up? And I'd be like, what? Normal. Because I like Whoa, I like accessorizing. I like skirts. I like dresses. I like that yeah, shit. Yeah, of course. But I also like, I mean, you know, and it took me, it threw me off in like a who am I um, vacuum of like three years, I think. Because it was like, I want to do comedy, but I want to wear this dress, but I can't really wear this dress, but I want to wear sneakers, but I don't really like, it was like, what is the right image of someone who's funny but wants to be sexy or uh, wants to be or like honey who am i yeah. why are you judging me like this who am i Ugh. who am i who am i who am that's i that's brutal and it was it sucked because and now i'm like fully feminine if i want to show my butt i show it and i'm like yeah bitch you're sexy and then sometimes i'm like and i struggle with it but i'm i'm trying so hard to be like can I be funny and spiritual? Can I be funny and sexy? Can I be funny and also like Can I be just funny and spiritual is my chronic it's crucible. I'm, it's like I'm I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. But I think maybe. That's but what I do I'm think trying maybe. to like encourage. I started it in a myself. church. A church? I started a church. That it's is pretty funny. <laughs> it's called Church of World Peace. So I think you can be funny in a spiritual. I think I can, but it's hard. What I'm saying is it's it's very hard. Is it? Is it all a big joke? Is it all sp- actually spiritual? We don't know. Find out in the lineup of, of of church. Of the Church of World Peace. <laughs> Ruby McCallister's Church of World Peace. Um, Ruby, it was so nice having you. I want to ask you if you see anything else in the cards that maybe you want to share. or Are you like... I think this is a deck that maybe you can go and get if you wanted to. I really so am. No, I'm like fully. I'm. I'm really connecting with this deck. I think like. Yeah, girl. I'm gonna ch- take I'm gonna over. Touch read. these. Now, like, I want to read your cards, but <gasps> yes, 
Is it too late? That. We can do that later. Or we can? <laughs> yes, we can. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that okay, Peter? You've been working yeah, so hard. Yeah, how are your fingies? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bleeding yet, Peter? <laughs> I want blood on those strings. I have a tiny tarot. It's a Raider weight, but it's tiny. I want to use this one. Okay, Because I feel like, I feel, I don't know what I verbally feel about this spread yet. I'm just fully Go ahead. Obsessed. So I'm, I'm gonna, so curious. First time here. No, I'm just like, I'm just connecting with some old imagery. I'm just like sort of rooting myself in some sort of essential ruby stuff, like the Artemis character, the Queen of Pentacles. And even just this collage style is just like, this is what you like mentioned my, it. Yeah, it's like what um, my notebooks in high school looked like. It's just like, it's just really intense. And I, it makes sense. I'm going through like a, like a revisiting of childhood stuff right now. Ooh, very yeah. intense. A person that I was close to, really close with as a child, recently passed. And I have to go back to LA so for her funeral. It literally happens. Friends pass away, which is amazing. I'm dealing with that right now yeah. as well. Yeah. We're all in different stages of grief on this planet. And uh, it's just like really crazy because so much of who I am is just constantly returning to me right now in this period of my life and this is very emblematic of that wow it's really cool you should take a picture if you want i mean i know I feel well, like well is... i remember them so okay. i don't have my phone near me but i remember them we'll do this good, but good. i'm gonna shuffle this yeah yeah go ahead go ahead and take over uh meantime i'll tell you you can follow us at sassy tarot pod and we are releasing episodes every Tuesday and sometimes I do have a guest and sometimes I just like talk about a card. Right now we're going through the Major Arcanas. Um, the next card, I don't know which one it is, but it's we're just getting started. So if you only want to know, learn about the tarot as like a kind of like a theoretical thing you can go through those episodes and if not you can also listen to the ones where I read the cards for other people and today we're not doing an interactive read so because it's different um, but yeah thank you for listening so you're shuffling the cards there's so much I want to ask you about your entire family but let's focus on this because I mean this has been so nice so I know nice. I'm having such a good time this is so much fun and Peter's fingers are also having a great time I hope so I, I feel like Peter's on like a completely different. That's exactly what I say. Plan. He's, he's in his. Uh, he's in the world of what I call the tiger area. It's very like uh, it exists like around here. It's very desert. Yeah. To me. <laughs> oh really? Sounds. It's very like. <laughs> it's a very cool movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, a very wow. cool movie about a desert. About about maybe it's about a, maybe about. Oh God. I was like, that's very Paris, Texas. God, hell. That's I, hilarious. I have to shut up. Your movie's very Paris, Texas. Texas. In the United States. Directed by Vim Vendors. This, we share a birthday. Okay. I'm so happy that you're like empowering yourself in this deck. Oh, I love it. I love it's just this. like an excuse to see more of the cards. It's just like such a delight. This really are these. Do you have larger hands they than are. I do? I it's like have this Italian is hands. Super hard for me to shuffle. My hands are children sized. My hands are children sized. You know how you can always like tell someone's age by their hands. Yes, my grandpa says uh, by by um, 
he can always tell someone's a woman's age by her elbows. Ew. I know. That's He's gross. crazy. He's still alive, though. So, so respect. <laughs> I respect that. I'm like, look, I'm trying to look at my elbows. My <laughs> my grandpa uh, is not a little saint. He's a little devil. Not the, not the Italian he, one. It, not no, the no. Italian one. I was like, oh, it's Although the, the Italian one would have, we'd say that he had a, a pussy between his eyebrows because that's all he could think about. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's what you would say about like my your grandmother? Grandma, my grandmother, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. We'd be like, Grandpa, you have a pussy between your eyebrows. And he'd be like, ha, ha, ha. I'm obsessed. I, we Fully different culture. Different culture. <laughs> Very <laughs> different. Fully different culture. I now live with someone who's British, and I am consistently harassing her to hug her. Like I'm like, hi, yeah. roommate. <laughs> and I just hug her, and she's like fully frozen. And I'm like, you will be warm. You, I mean, it, 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 that takes a long time. But she's another fiery Leo with a Sag rising. I don't Sag see Sag rising, and she has like her moon is in like Aries, something oh, like that. Is like wow. tri- triple fire. It makes no sense that she's cold. I'm a she isn't. Leo Taurus rising Pisces moon. So you're heavy. <laughs> you're a heavy person. Weighted. Um, okay, I'm almost. I'm satirizing, if anyone's wondering. And then what's your moon? Virgo. Virgo, I love Virgo moons. A lot really? of Virgo moons are coming into my life right now. Really? Yes. Because I don't love it because it's written with anxiety and meticulous, weird ways to say my feelings. The ways I say my feelings are so, uh, I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> They're like roundabout. I, I think that's so charming. Thank you. I think that's so charming. Okay. Okay. Fully so shuffle cut the dot. Or actually, why don't you shuffle them for a second? Do you want me to shuffle them? Yeah. You feel like they're shuffled? I just want you to shuffle them. Okay, whatever you say. I'm following. Yeah, this is Ruby's. <laughs> this is Ruby's show now. That's my. How the hell are you? It's in my Italian hands. They're so I have big, big. hands. Interesting. I'm obsessed. Okay, okay and then cut the deck and twice. Uh, yeah. I always do three times personally, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Sure. Did I just blow it? That's fine. I don't think you blew it. Trust the instinct. Trust the instinct, motherfucker. Peter! Peter, are you serious? <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> wow, that one time I sing. Okay. I knew it. I knew the Emperor was coming. It's coming for me. These are some heavy cards. Whoa. Those are major. Oh. Okay, wow. These are so beautiful. Okay. Wow. These. So. So Ruby's reading my tarot, guys. So we pulled the emperor, emperor, <laughs> the emperor, <laughs> the magician, and the four of swords. Mm-hmm. So I think immediate read off of this. I think you're the magician. Or how do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah. Keep going. I I feel you're the magician. Uh, I think you're coming. 
into, I mean, it's really funny that I think this is really funny that I pulled this while we're doing this because my immediate read is like, oh, patriarchal um, acquisition <laughs> yeah. of magic and success and as and as like streamlining your public persona into public meaning patriarchal success. Yes. By investigating the realms of your own magic. Yes. Yeah, we were talking about that, like patriarch, matriarch. Yes, and I think there's, I think with the Four of Swords, I do believe there is a decision to be made. Interesting. I think there's a decision to be made, and I think there is an aspect to, uh, because also this is the, the image, for those of you at home, the it's the Four of Swords is actually the, it's the image of Marat, right? It's uh, who killed himself after like riding right? in Isn't the tub. Marat? It's Marat. Uh, it's the it's the sort of classical image of Marat in the tub writing a letter of declaration of independence during the French Revolution, um, and then there's like a snake that comes out of his inkwell, which I'm fully obsessed by. <laughs> um, but I think there's like an aspect of of freedom attained by not killing something, but by dying at the hand of something you believe in. Do you know what I mean? Sacrificing at the hand of, dying as in transforming at the hand of true, um, full convicted belief, which is what Marat died of. Yes. Basically is he died of his own conviction at the will of his own conviction. Um, So I think there's, I think you're exploring. And again, like I think this is fully because we're reading these cards in this space in this time in this moment yeah. for you um but i definitely think there is a big decision underway mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a huge transformation pro- possibly fully into uh, a multi-dimensional magical realm i love this but i think <laughs> but i think you are the magician and i think like that is one of your signifier cards like I think because you're also rising Sagittarius which is very like yeah with the magician in my mind it's the explorer yes it's the person that the finds out and not, not necessarily fully attaches or live it's a, it's a nomadic mm-hmm. sign just like the magician I believe the magician is slightly nomadic it's, yes um and alchemical so it's shape-shifting yes it's fire I mean it's yeah your, it's fire and emperor is too and yeah, so I believe I don't know all of the Hebrew letters yet by rote, unfortunately. They're, but they also mean like they have numbers and stuff. I don't. I can read Hebrew. I don't know the meanings of them on their own. That like um, Golden Dawn and all that. Like right. I don't know that. Yeah, I'm not fully. Um, I'm not fully versed in the Kabbalah yet, but intentions, intentions, but. Um, yeah, I believe that you are on like a really deep, deep journey, but also I would suggest leaning into maybe more masculine energies at this present moment. It's been a theme in my life. Really? It's been how like, uh, I've, I lost my connection to the feminine 
energy when I first moved here. I literally talked about it, and it, I felt weird about my feminine energy, even though I didn't know I was feminine. And then I fully tapped into that. And then lately, even with Sassy Terror, you I also, feel like I've is, been male energy fully. This is your also your oh, fully male energy. Yeah, no, definitely the help help for men and also like maybe shape-shifting between being like male and female <laughs> would me. yeah it was yeah. definitely like one of your powers the bottom of it i love the bottom card you're that so i'm gonna do it oh, so beautiful the bottom card is page of coins so i do believe that there's sort of like a this to me reads new acquisition of material success <laughs> so i think this is material success through the through the harnessing of these energies below right so i can basically manifest but i think but i do believe through sorry. the commi deep commitment yes into my beliefs into whatever it is that i'm exploring alchemically yes and and, and the structure the structure stru yeah structure but i also think commitment what you said commitment right to building a country is like is is a huge uh, because the emperor is also acquisition. He acquired the state. He acquired the land. It's Marat. We're li we're literally looking at Marat. Yes. So it's about acquisition, conviction, and commitment. Acquisition, and, conviction, and commitment. Yeah. And I do believe I commitment is a very masculine energy, and it's a masculine idea. Yes. Which is why also during this now I'm gonna talk really, really Om Shanti here, but. Mm -hmm. Like during this I'm movement, <laughs> during this movement into a more feminine reality, mm -hmm. we're pushing ourselves away from the patriarchal state and into a matriarchal state. Questions about commitment: What is marriage? What is relationship? That's buzzwords right now, ladies and gentlemen. Journalists, get your pens out. Polyamory. T type you it. Know, type uh, it. Uh, type it in. But I do believe commitment for better or for worse, is a masculine idea mm -hmm. and um, a patriarchal idea. Do I, Am I obsessed with commitment? Absolutely. Am I obsessed? Absolutely. Well, <laughs> but commitment. But I, I believe in... I, I'm not saying it's negative, but what I'm saying is I do believe it comes from like a masculine, a masculine vibe. So I think deep, deep diving into magical commitment for you and really sealing the deal fisting that shit fisting that shit you were just going like sorry deep diving yeah deep diving with your fist and then Got sealing it. the deal okay that's, I, that was that's my that's my read I was thinking I think this has to do with getting a little more serious about my uh, spiritual practice which is gigantic part of this uh, not only tarot just spiritual yes, practice yes, as a, yes, as yes, a yes, whole yes. spiritual thing and also my the males in my life are the guys who like I'm more like a free flow kind of human being and the every male in my life is like a more structured like the commit you can see the commitment in their structures while my commitment mm. is very much uh, it's not matter I don't know right, how to right, explain right. it you know it's not it's like conceptual. a daily a daily sitting down for yeah, an hour yeah, yeah. on my computer no it's more like I take this amount of time to like flow into this, like go in, like meditation, right, that right. kind of like more flowy. Practices. It's a mental structure. Yes, yes. Um, and I've been dealing with with themes of like that kind of balance, like how to attain both uh, structures in order to commit. So this makes sense. And the emperor with the magician, I feel like it's such a gigantic. 
I mean, I'm, this is the general energy is manifesting something new, like acquiring. And then you mentioned a big decision. And I feel like that's what both the emperor and the magician are consistently doing, which is just like deciding, making decisions. Yeah, but I also think like you're a person that isn't necessarily dramatic, but is definitely into a hard core way of life. <laughs> in a way. Yeah, and I think you have to get I would say dramatic, intense. 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 Dramatic is is camp. Drama is campy. Exactly. It's not it's not and I think you have to go full blown into the intensity of your full of your of your seriousness. I yes. think there's like a massive seriousness here and a commitment to seriousness in a weird way. I gotta be serious. Gotta be serious. I mean I mean, I don't know if that's like, you know, I don't know what that means to you, but it's like you have the ability to be really serious. I do. I do. And I don't exercise it all the time. And that's been a topic of my, in my mind. Like, what do I need to be fully serious if I am actually so serious? Yeah, kind that's, of. A, that's a huge, huge deal. Yes. Oh, wow. I feel like I need to take this in for a while and um, live in it for a little bit. I'm the kind of person who I'll listen to you and maybe you seem like it doesn't seem like I listen to you but in three days I'll be like and no, I'll, I totally, I'll try to continue the conversation and it's, the moment's gone like it's I'm we're obs- not here right now no I mean I'm obsessed with talking so anytime <laughs> anytime you need to unpack this but yeah oh my god thank I you get. for reading my cards I loved it yes I loved that. Also, like, his emperor is so strange, and he, Dali made himself the magician, which I think it's... Also, the only two cards that have a kind of birdcage back oh, are the yeah. one that you pull and then the one that you pull Yeah, from oh my yeah. god. So, that's kind of cool. But in this, in this case, it's a cathedral without glass. It's definitely an altar or a high priestess kind of thing. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, like stagey like a stage right yes alchemical altar i don't know absolutely absolutely oh my god this was so wonderful thank you so much for having me this was so much fun thank you for reading my cards i can't believe this happened i'm so excited i never planned it but it did happen um so i want to ask you where else can we find you what else do you want to plug uh we're releasing the episode starting october 9th so this is gonna be coming out probably october november or december uh, but if you want to plug your socials or whatever, what do you, anything that you want or your okay. regular shows? Cool. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm going to be hosting a show called Ruby's World, which is sort of a one woman show variety show at MX Gallery that will be coming out around this time. Uh, this nebulous, this nebulous time and always, you know, I'm a I'm a woman of many interests. Yes, um, make yes. sure to listen to my podcast. Yes, called So Fascinating, which is what is it uh, about? It's a it's a comedy fashion podcast. I love it. We got comedians and fashion people to just let their hair down and let's talk about fashion. <laughs> I love it. I'm so, gonna subscribe to this. Yes, I freaking love this. Please, 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 uh, and yeah, always follow me on Aspiring Three Two Three Actress at Instagram. I'm not a huge Twitter person. Don't flame me for that. Uh, no yeah. one would. It's, it's a crazy world out there. Absolutely. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. This Thank is so you much so fun. much. I can't believe there's so much to talk about. So I feel like, yeah, if, I, if possible, I'll have you again. If I you, would love. If love, you love, will love. have me, I will have you at yes. any at any point. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. And so, guys, what you heard in the background was uh, the music of Peter Markendo. And sometimes it wasn't in the background. It was his forefront. <laughs> uh, and I'm Veronica Sorio. Yeah, sometimes he just took fucking over. And <laughs> I'm Veronica Sorio. And please subscribe. Give us five stars. And keep coming back for more. See you next time. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.